1: you should go there now.
0: Yeah.
1: Hello and welcome to Destroy All Children. Knowing me, Larry Davis. Knowing you, George Brundle. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. All right. Quick warning. Anybody listening, if you do not care about The Sopranos Season 4 and 5 or Rest in Evil Village, this episode <laughs> is going to have nothing for you. I feel
2: like if anyone is still listening to this podcast They are coming here for the Gobgool More than anything else
1: Uh, I I think it's also very likely That just alienated a lot of listeners But anyway It doesn't matter uh, Because last we spoke was about season 3 And uh, even though you were taking a reasonable pace On the show for a while Over the past couple of weeks You've decided to do your usual thing Of just watching everything all day every day and I uh, have burned That's through right. two seasons of it since
2: I'm I'm a huge consumer of content
1: Yeah, well, yeah
2: I love content, yeah Streaming sites are made for freaks like me mm-hmm. Sign up for a month I watch absolutely everything that I want to watch And then I'm good for a while I go into hibernation uh, Yeah, so I guess we're having like a gobblegulathon Since we're going to do two seasons let's, on this
1: let's episode Let's do Risk and Evil first So people Uh, who like come here for the video games
2: But we did say with Resident Evil We're going into spoilers
1: Yeah That's true also full spoilers for Resident Evil Village So either way You're going to get spoiled on something
2: That is true Although by now I think if you're interested in Resident Evil 8 And you haven't beat it yet then uh... Uh,
1: Again it's only been out for a week
2: Not that long of a game
0: (laughs) Well, so no, the, hard, the last
2: but... time that the last time that we talked about it, you and I, we both got up through house uh, Beneviento.
1: Uh-huh. Is that how you say it? Yep. Beneviento.
2: Okay. <laughs> so we got through baby house, uh, which means we were about halfway through the game, roughly. Uh, I have finally beaten the game. You've beaten the game. We pretty much got all the trophies on top of that. You have platinum, did yeah, at this not, point. Not I'm stuck on the I did all of them. Uh, pretty much, you and I, as a unit.
1: No. As, I as did a it. conglomerate,
2: we're pretty Don't much let me done in with
1: you because you're like, <laughs> oh, this is too hard.
2: It sucks. The mercenary mode is terrible. No, it's always kind of been terrible. It's much and better I really than the old one. It... Yeah, sure. What a fucking bar to pass, Larry. <sighs> That it's better than the old ones. It's actually
1: it's a lot like um the the mode in Revelations. Really, it's kind of weird they called it mercenaries because it's more like that other thing.
2: And do you think they're going to do another Revelations at some point?
1: I hope so. And if the they do another one,
2: one, where they left off with it, the fact that they've not addressed any of the stuff that happened in that game is unusual to me.
1: They do another one. It should be like tank controls, static camera angles.
2: Yeah that'd be great They'll never do that though uh, Like That's kind of the thing with uh, the Revelations game At least what I got sold on it uh, On was that it was a third person Over the shoulder Resident Evil game That still made use of puzzles The way the original Resident Evils did They barely make use of puzzles It's pretty much just a third person Shooter game It's still I fine
1: You can get that, the ghost girl who points at things Right?
2: Sure Yeah, it, It's still fine I like it, and I want them to make another one. But I, I would rather if they did that, it'd be more like uh, the Resident Evil Two remake, where there's still like a, a healthy amount of puzzles. Thing
1: is, uh, the first Revelations had more puzzle stuff in it, right? But then that was only on 3ds, and eventually they did port it to consoles. But I never I didn't played really it. Really play it?
2: Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I would not know. But there's plenty of puzzles in Resident Evil Seven. Uh, so not really. I did there's a decent amount of puzzles in it. Like at least the castle and the factory, yeah. the the uh, fishing area, and well, I guess House Benaviento is kind of like we said an escape room sort yeah, of thing. Like that modes. area is mostly puzzle.
1: Um, factory doesn't have puzzles in it. It's just like getting molds and going back to put them in the thing to cast the key. In Resident
2: Evil, that in Resident Evil that qualifies as a puzzle. Mm. If you have to make a key, if if the end step is you getting a weird, dumbass key with a horsey on it. That's a Resident Evil puzzle.
1: There is uh, a piano puzzle, which thankfully is not as bad as the one in Silent Hill. Uh, that one, like, oh God, yeah. you don't even need to, like, you can't fail it. You can kind of just mash the keys no. around and get it.
2: Yeah, I. that's how I did it. I just went key by key to watch the dot. <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> Wink, you had to do that for something that simple? You can't just be like, yeah, this one's higher
2: up i feel like we've been over this before that i'm like completely tone deaf like i don't understand music at all like i think i told okay. the story about how i took violin classes when i was in elementary school and when they started teaching sheet music i was like this i don't know what these fucking symbols mean so like in the back of the the class i would just like pretend that i was playing the violin but like not actually so i could get away with it did they just so, not like, tell whenever... you what
1: the symbols meant they were just no, like, here's some sheet music. Have at it.
0: <laughs> no, they tried
2: to teach us. I just didn't care.
1: Okay. <laughs> so it's so, not really that you can't do it, it's just that you didn't care and didn't try to learn.
2: Yeah, I guess that's probably okay. a more accurate and honest way of looking at it. Sure. It's also
1: not that you're actually tone deaf. You just say that because you <laughs> can't read sheet music.
2: I refuse to learn to read sheet music. So anyway, I'm too damn illiterate and dumb and ignorant about music to solve that puzzle the way that I think they want you to solve that puzzle. So I just went key by key to figure out where the dots lined up. I got it, though. Eventually. Did it
1: ever occur to you that it's like, oh, this key is in the empty space, the, the next one is on the line, the next one is on the empty space, the next one is on the line? I never... No, I just kept I okay. kept
2: hitting buttons. All right constantly hitting buttons uh (laughs) so yeah i i think my least favorite part of this game is the uh fishing area i don't like that one that much the fish man yeah not a fan of it yeah kind of boring like a lot of that is just you have to run on these like rooftops in this flooded area and like break bridges apart so you can you know get over to other areas As you're making your way to a windmill And then you turn the windmill ma- around And well, you drain the water You fight the boss It all kind of sucks Which is a shame because I like uh, Moreau Like I think he's great I like the bit where you steal the jar with Rose in it And then there is a cut to him just throwing up everywhere Yeah And he's Ethan fantastic. has
1: nothing but like contempt for him Even though he's the most sympathetic of the lords He's just like Ugh, What a freak after you kill him, <laughs> Ethan's like in yeah. death as he was in life. Disgusting. Good one, Ethan. <laughs> yeah. Sick
0: of bugs. It's like the
2: line that he. It's like the line that he has with uh, Dometresk, where he's just like, "Ah, now you're outside. Not you're inside." like, there's a lot of just Ethan saying the stupidest possible shit he can.
1: You're the one who's love cursed. Him.
2: Yeah. Or what, what does he call the uh the, the bug girls? He calls them witches for some Crazy reason. Crazy
1: witches. He says that like yeah. three or four times, I think.
2: Yeah. It's not what they are, Ethan. They're, well they're they kind of are bug vampires. Ah, they're they're more vampires though than than witches. Witches and a vampire.
1: I guess. But witches also are different than vampires. Yeah, but turning into bugs seems like more of a witch thing. No, than it a seems vampire. like a
2: vampire thing. No.
1: They turn into bats vampires or mist. They don't turn into or, bugs.
2: Or mice. Or if you're playing Castlevania, they also tu- well, no, they, in Bram Strokers they turn into wolves too. They like, they turn into different animals because yeah, the thing also uh an cane
1: blood omen and turn into a wolf. Yeah.
2: So that's like them turning into a bunch of bugs is still very much a vampire thing to me. All like right, they, they, they can turn into other creatures to escape whoever is attacking them. Um Plus, it's very obvious there'll be three of them that are modeled after the three yes, rights of Dracula. I just want this everyone to know. Because last time
1: you remember, there was the whole Bram Stoker thing.
2: Yeah, I just want everyone to know. Well, at the, in the uh, end of this game, you get a bunch of Mary Sherry's uh, Frankenstein, because that's what the factory is kind of based after is uh, Frankenstein's monster.
1: Kind of. It's that's Frankenstein, by the way.
2: Oh, uh, well. Gosh. Sorry
1: Anyway yes uh, The factory is uh, Nicholas Cage's Frankenstein <laughs> Yeah Be my uh-huh. Frankenstein
2: Boy I sure like Heisenberg a whole lot Yeah I think it's probably my favorite out of the four lords Me His too. voice actor is a delight I have yeah, no but... idea what accent he's doing But I love it <laughs>
1: I don't know uh, I think that's wh- whatever nationality the actor is. He's trying to do like a game show host, an American game show host. That's what it sounds like. like. Come on oh, in, Ethan coming... Winters. Don't worry, yeah. it's not a trap. I just want to talk to you about Miranda. <laughs> yeah. Also, by I the way, I want to kill that bitch, Miranda. <laughs> yeah, he says it like Sean Connery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really like. Uh. Wait i don't Uh know i don't remember what i was going to say oh Oh. yeah yeah um when you first come out of the uh the first house in the village and you see miranda killing the guy and he's like no stop mother miranda and then ethan's like huh wonder who that was (laughs) ethan you dummy i'm gonna miss ethan um (laughs) spoilers
2: yeah well so Heisenberg. By the I way, think. Okay, so
1: Ethan, since yes. we can already say Ethan it turns out he died at the beginning of seven, which we had already yeah. talked about. We thought he was just like infected and like sort of yeah. functionally dead, kind of, but still. I guess he was like an entirely mold creature. I guess that makes sense. Yeah, That's what Jack, the others were.
2: Jack popped his head open like he was packaging material. Yeah. Um.
1: Um. But uh so that explains why his sleeve heals when he uses the first aid in that first part, because like apparently his jacket was just like all of him was just formed by his consciousness or whatever. Yeah. Uh, But
2: Which is bizarre to me that he never noticed that he wasn't taking his clothes off, I guess. Yeah. Like I don't actually no, that doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. That doesn't make any sense. Because at the end of the game he takes his jacket off and he gives it to Rose. And Rose still has the jacket with her when she's older. Oh, yeah. So if Ethan dies and his jacket was part of himself, the jacket would disappear too. It would, like, rot away. So that first aid kit totally just healed his
1: jacket. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I
2: completely unraveled this excuse you thought you had discovered that the game created for the dumbass scene where his
1: jacket (laughs) healed. So I thought that was, like, an intentional, like, hint. Of it, just like the part <laughs> where uh, Lady D drinks your blood, she's like, hmm, seems like it's stale. Like, that also yeah. seems like it's supposed to be a hint for that. But yeah, yeah. That, that was why I thought, oh, okay, they did that on purpose. Nope, but just no. overthinking
2: yeah. things. Yeah. That first date, and that just heals cloth. Yeah,
1: sure, <laughs> so. why not? I mean, that's a way <laughs> funnier thing.
2: It is. I'm glad that that is not actually a hint towards anything, it's just... Yes. Uh, We have this character model and we split it right down the middle So we need to just, it has to go back together again Because that's the character model Yeah. Uh, Even though, uh, notably
1: in Mercenaries It uses the Resident Evil 7 model uh, Including all the same animations Like when you use first aid and everything It has the same animations as from 7 Well yeah, he has his fingers Oh,
2: yeah I guess I just Zoned out, just trying to beat that thing, get it over with. I really don't like mercenaries. Good God, it's okay. Um, but yeah i I don't get why Ethan wouldn't just trust Heisenberg. Heisenberg seemed like a very trustworthy, just nice guy. He wanted to help Ethan out. He's just like, yeah, I respect you, Ethan. All that shit you went through in America. I
1: mean, actually, just yeah. Like, he, help me kill. He
2: help me kill my bitch mom. Yeah, come he,
1: on. He really should have just helped him with that. And then after yeah. that, maybe he could turn on him if he decided he wanted to, or Chris could come, like, punch his head off or something. But yeah, he totally should have just been like, yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, that boulder-punching bastard, Yeah, as Heisenberg likes to call him.
1: Yes, which you completely uh, missed somehow when playing it. <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh, that's you know, a great line he has from our favorite part of Resident Evil 5, and you're like, huh? What? <sighs> do, do what now?
2: I'd really like to forget just all Resident Evil 5. and game as. Is- Rotten. Then again, I'd be trading in on those memories of us trading eggs back and forth, and that was pretty good.
1: You throw up like Moreau when you eat a rotten egg on accident.
2: (laughs) Well, the best part is you throw up, and then your partner can just hit the like, uh, yeah, the little like positive affirmation button, so they just keep going like, yeah, awesome, all right. Give well, no. you a thumbs up behind it. It also
1: kind of just does the same thing though So it'd just be like going go 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 <laughs> Like you're trying to chug a beer keg or something
2: So hear me out on this Resident Evil 5 has occasionally been on sale For the Playstation 4 <laughs> What if, if we could get in on that At a real Wait, low price on And replay it Yeah, They ported that over to the Playstation 4 Why? They figured there are enough people Who want to play Resident Evil 5 no. They ported that thing. Resident Evil 6 is on the PlayStation 4. And even less people want to play that game. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. But like at the same time part of me has been thinking like maybe I should just buy those so like for the sake of completion because I have all the other numbered Resident Evils. Uh I don't have 7 on disc cuz that was part of like uh, a PlayStation Plus thing, but like I don't know maybe I should have 5 and 6 just to have them. But
1: they've been like twenty
2: bucks, and that's that's way too much. If I could get them for like five, five or eight bucks, I would maybe get them just to get them. I would not. Oh, I kind of do want to take like a second run through five though, and just like really see is this as bad as I remember it being.
1: Speaking of PlayStation Plus, did you see the the news today? No. What Uh, happened? Grand Theft Auto Five, the PlayStation Five xbox series x version is coming out in like november and it'll be free on playstation 5
2: oh okay
1: yeah that's something when's
2: grand theft auto 6 happening
1: <laughs> 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 it's a good Wait a one.
2: Minute. They wouldn't just re-release 5 and that'd be the whole thing, right? They wouldn't just make all their money off of Grand Theft Auto Online, right? (laughs)
0: Larry, right? Larry? (laughs)
1: Nothing like fresh American ground beef.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the entire, like, factory is, um, it's the second largest area of the game. We were kind of right in our prediction that it was going to be more like the castle. Uh, whereas House Beneviento and the fishing area They were their own kind of like weird little excursions Yeah. Um, and in this area you have to fight the uh, soldats Which are these dudes who are fused with machines And they're a real pain in the ass eh, Not really They're a real pain in the ass, Larry They're
1: <laughs> really not
2: uh, you have to shoot them in their weak point, which is yeah. either on their chest or their back. You usually have to fight them in very confined spaces. There's ones later on that are completely covered in armor, and I did not think you were actually able to, like, blow the armor off of them.
1: <laughs> you didn't get the file that that's the... like, hey, explosions will knock the armor off.
2: I I did, but I think I thought that was about a different, like, version of them or something. I, I don't know.
1: But okay. I
2: thought that... I was low on ammo anyway So it probably just wasn't going to work out for me And they drop them down in these Very tight hallways So I thought that the point was You needed to somehow just get around them Like you weren't meant to fight them You were just supposed to find some way to evade them Yeah Uh, But I also haven't experimented with like If you can down uh, Lady D Or not
1: You can shoot her and she'll Like stun her for just like A couple of seconds but that's it she okay, doesn't like shooting... kneel down like uh, Mister X does or something.
2: I tried popping a few shots off at her, and it seemed like it did absolutely nothing. So I thought that she was maybe an exception to the rule and could not be
0: stunned.
1: I think at you all, have to do a lot but... of damage because I only tried it in New Game Plus when I had uh, the unlimited Magnum ammo. I decided to give it a shot, and uh, it takes like two or three shots from that fully upgraded to knock her down. So
2: I should have tried that on my last casual run because I bet it would've only taken one.
1: Yeah, probably. Man,
2: that every, that thing just. Every boss eats dies three for like bosses. two or three
0: hits.
2: Yeah. yeah, it was great shooting Moreau like five times and then he dies, especially after the uh, Village of Shadows run where he has like an absurd amount of health. So I was I just so. dumping into him on like that run and it took fucking forever to were, kill him. So. You were
1: also using the grenade launcher, right?
2: Yeah, by that point I yeah. still did not have enough lay to get the Magnum and fully upgrade. I
1: understand, but that has lower DPS than like your other weapons. Yeah. like That's why you use that for regular enemies, because it will lock them. For a boss, oh. you're better off using a sniper or something. See,
2: I barely upgraded any of the other weapons that I had, because I felt like I didn't really need to in my previous run through the game. Uh, but like By the end of it, I just spent all that money getting the shotgun and, and getting the new handgun and everything I didn't have much left I wanted to spend knowing I needed to buy the Magnum, so I didn't bother to upgrade those at all. So I think that the grenade launcher probably still put out more damage for me on that run because I had upgraded it. Uh, but whatever. Maybe. It, it doesn't matter. I eventually got done with that fight, but I think that was like the single biggest roadblock that I ran into. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Heisenberg fight is a pain in the ass too because you're confined to that like little tank. So the Heisenberg boss fight Is the most ridiculous shit in this entire game And I love it You're in a little tank That's made out of like some farming equipment Uh, You have a missile launcher on there And you have a gatling gun And Heisenberg is turned into a giant junk monster And you have to have a tank battle with him And it's fantastic
0: Yeah I kind of wish there was more
2: to
1: it Because yeah it's just Here are the orange spots Shoot them until they disappear Then restart They'll sort of like respawn and do it again
2: but I like how they go out of their way to make sure to tell you that it's a special kind of metal that cannot be controlled by Heisenberg. And if you don't read the file, you get a bit of a cutscene where Ethan, like, taps the side of it, like, the this, this trunk and fit so much meme. Just taps the side and is just like, oh yeah, this baby's made out of special metal. He says that <laughs> just no matter so what. You know.
1: He just says, like, uh, oh, metal yeah. polymer composite, huh? All right.
2: Yeah, but it's it's funny to me if you don't read the file that he still somehow just knows that by like touching the metal. Like Chris he just tells he... you. Oh, he does. Okay. Yes, and the cutscene for that. I didn't
0: pay at all during the
1: game. <laughs> I guess not. Apparently, nah. Yeah, Chris says like, "Hey, we got this thing. It's made of a metal polymer uh, composite, so Heisenberg can't control oh, it."
2: Speaking of uh, absolute dumbasses and Resident Evil, let's talk about Chris Redfield. All right. And how maybe he should be fired from his job.
1: Mm. Well, <laughs> so he, who does he work for exactly?
2: Uh I think he's like kind of an independent contractor. I don't know. Like what I've what I've picked up on, so I went and I read some like wiki articles after this because I wasn't exactly sure what I the did deal too, is. There's, and it
1: didn't really clarify anything.
2: Here's my understanding of it. Right. So he was with the BSAA, which is like an international kind of like go as the UN force. They go and they take care of BOWs yes. and whatnot. Then there's Blue Umbrella. Blue Umbrella is the umbrella corporation went under. It got repurchased, rebranded, and they're trying to go out of their way to clean up what old umbrella did. Chris doesn't trust him. A lot of people don't trust him, nor should they. But Chris will accept their technology when it is lent out to him and his team. Uh, So that's why he had a bunch of Blue Umbrella shit in the previous game. But But he's not actually with them.
1: But he's also not with BSAA anymore.
2: Yeah, uh, he's part of his own like uh, little team of dog-themed mercenaries. (laughs) They're just off doing their own thing. And so I think what that is is a team... That is within the BSAA, but has more autonomy, but I'm not entirely sure.
1: I don't think it is, they because don't... they say, like, hey, the BSAA's coming in, and they say something like th- that they are going to kill the BSAA, because he's like, it's a couple of them, I can take them. So, I yeah, don't think they're um... related, especially considering that apparently all BSAA guys are uh, B.O.W.'s.
2: Yeah, which that's the the big setup at the end of this game, mm-hmm. is that they're they're using... Using zombie soldiers in the BSAA now. And so uh, which Chris has a problem with.
1: And I have a problem with that too, because the end of this game seems to indicate the next one might be going the way of Resident Evil 5 and 6, which I do not want.
2: What if instead this is their setup to bring back Gun Survivor? <laughs> okay. <laughs> What if they just do a spin off game With this shit and it's a gun survivor
1: They're doing that uh, RE4 VR thing That might be out yeah. I'm not sure uh...
2: So actually I I wonder if the setup For this is There's going to be another Revelations game And that one's going to take place with Chris Maybe. Because Revelations is already pushing more Towards being action oriented
1: Maybe that'd be a better uh, and, solution and stuff.
2: Well, the stuff at the end of Revelations, too, because Barry, if I remember right, he's with the BSAA. And then, of course, Claire is with them as well. And uh, Barry's shithead daughter, Moira, is with them. Um, and the end of that game was that Lady Wesker wanted to take over Barry's kid's brain. Yeah. And it was successful in doing so. Like, Barry thinks that everything's taken care of and everything's cool. But then there's that scene at the end of the credits where, like... Uh, she's doing the, the creepy smile, like she's got the evil inside of her.
0: Mm. So
2: I wonder if that's the thing where I had mentioned, like, I'm surprised they've never come back to this. because it's, it's been quite a while, and this has just been this hanging thread in Resident Evil lore. And so since the BSAA is using zombies now, I wonder if somehow Lady Wesker and her corrupting that kid factors into this. Maybe. So if that's the case... That was all in Revelations, so maybe they just take this Chris stuff and they put it into another Revelations game, and then Resident Evil 9, when that eventually comes out, it seems like it could take place with uh, Rosemary, Ethan's daughter, as the main character.
1: Could be. Can I go Uh, Silent Hill 3 with it a little bit?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Because the the end credits to this game, it it takes place uh, after a time jump, but fairly substantial time jump because she seems to be an adult or at least like no, you know she's mid to like, late teens. Yeah,
1: like fifteen, sixteen or so.
2: The the character model says Rosemary grown up, and so I took it as like grown up grown up.
1: But they she says something like she's going to school or she has class or something.
2: She I could be to college. college. Yeah,
1: hmm. but she's know. also like got still got like Secret Service guys like watching her. I guess that's because yeah. of Chris, but I Chris guess Chris is still alive her... too
2: Yeah I'm excited to see old man Chris
1: That'd be good
2: Or, or if they just make him look the same age And go like ah eh, fuck it
1: Make him look the um, same just with grey hair
2: Yeah that'd be fine He's still a mountain S- yeah, of a man Still
1: huge muscles and everything
2: yeah. He could still punch a boulder It's just you know the boulder's not as big as it used to be Because he's well, slowing down a little bit
1: He'd basically be Master Roshi he puts on sunglasses, oh, calls himself Jackie Chun
2: <laughs> Chris just like pushes her aside like, I got this, there's like a tyrant coming up He takes his shirt off and then he starts powering up And his muscles oh, get even bigger Oh
1: man, that would be so good oh,
2: That'd be great So, Rosemary is still a, a, a mold baby her, <laughs> she, It's really upsetting to think about that her, her dad was dead when he put his weird mold sperm into her mom corpse dad and regular mom made weird mold baby uh, who has like still some amount of Eve inside her because like the the plot of the game kind of jumping all over the place here but the the plot is that Miranda lost her baby Miranda needs her baby back and the baby's consciousness is inside the
1: mold
2: yeah Uh, her baby's consciousness is inside the mold anything that the mold touches its consciousness becomes one with the mold so she just she wants to rip that consciousness out, put it into a human vessel, but she's having problems finding a suitable host
1: well, also notably uh, though like her uh Eve was her baby, or like part part of her was like used as the uh experiment, yeah, she, or something she like gives
2: that. some of Eve's DNA. To the uh, the connection, which it, is like a criminal group that was behind Eve's creation, uh, they were the ones doing all the experiments with wait, the mold in Resident Evil Seven. That,
1: is that right? Because yeah, the Eve died like a long time ago. Because are gravestones there. I guess maybe dig up the corpse and give it to him or something. I don't know. She's.
2: There, I think there's a note See, now you're not paying attention See, there's uh, no, a note the in there that the explains end, like, that when, she gave
1: When there was stuff that was Yeah, because for one thing I don't care about all of this organization stuff Second, uh, when it, I got to the note that was like Oh, by the way, uh, Oswald Spencer came by here And he really liked these uh, <laughs> diagrams He said they looked like umbrellas Anyway, that was when I was like Oh, boy all right, sure. Yeah, Spencer's fine.
2: got that. He's got that real horny note where he's just like, "God, I really love spending time with you up in the mountains." Yeah, I'm so excited to do unethical experiments now. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking I'm going to start a company, call it Umbrella or something. I don't know.
1: Might have a mansion somewhere. <laughs>
2: but so that got me thinking about too there's all these weird dumbass puzzles in the castle and in the factory and everything and like surely these locations have not existed all the way back to when spencer was there but maybe some of them to some degree that castle is ancient like maybe it did at least did Mm -hmm. spencer see all that weird shit of people going like i I gotta get the fucking relative of sorrow to get into the church man like give me a few minutes and he's just like Oh, that's a sick idea for a house yeah, maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna build a dumbass house like this later.
1: I'm going to have so many lion reliefs that need you to put rubies in them to open doors.
2: That's right. I might hide an m o disc behind one of them, you know, just fuck around like that, sure, oh god um i I like that stuff. It's completely ridiculous, but Resident Evil should be completely ridiculous well, in that way.
1: I mean, I like that they, in Resident Evil 2 specifically, explained it by saying, yeah, this place used to be a museum. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Like,
2: that that helps it make any amount of sense that it used to be a museum. Like, oh, well, it's perfectly normal for a museum to, like, make you solve this yeah, sure. Weird like wind up doll puzzle in order to get into the library.
1: Well you never been to a children's museum? Where you gotta like you no. know, uh roll a ball through this tube and then a video no, of I, Bill Nye shows up and says that's p fantastic or something.
2: I thought he was gonna say that's p fat. That
1: was p fat. Yeah. Well that yeah. No, I've never been a child and I've
2: never been near a child so no i've never been into a children's museum
1: okay on. I went there as a field trip oh. once it was a good time
0: mm.
2: yeah uh so she wants to put her baby's brain inside another baby I'd, i don't know whatever she does it to some degree because the concept art that they have uh I wish I had to unlock all of it to get a trophy, and boy, that's tedious going through that menu, unlocking one after the other. It is a <laughs> yes, long it is. list.
1: At least you don't have to and actually look at every one. You can kind of just scroll through yeah, with d pad you can
2: just, yeah. I did look at the concept art, because that stuff I do find kind of interesting. Yeah, the character I models, I didn't really, yeah. Uh, but the concept art for Rose states that they wanted to represent some of Ava's influence on her. Uh, specifically by incorporating the color green into her character design so uh, to some degree i think it worked so when you bring up like silent Hilling, this like i wonder how much they push in that direction yeah maybe she's on a carousel at one point (laughs) and it catches on fire and another version of
1: her shows up there's a giant bunny at some point
2: yeah who knows uh, but she has powers or whatever So that could be interesting to also see them Kind of work into a, a Resident Evil Protagonist where you know Maybe mm-hmm. you're not just using Weapons to solve things But I'm also not prepared to see her fuck her hands up
1: uh, I feel like it would be sort, She would be kind of like the guy in Prototype Just like like turn her arm Into a giant knife or something
2: Oh that'd be good
1: or I Or still maybe just wanted... tentacles like the Darkness That would be cool
2: It would still just be funny though Her getting her hands all fucked up And characters just being like You know you really remind me of your dad
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah but she also like She knows she's a mold being Because she says something like I could do stuff you haven't even Or Chris hasn't even seen So Yeah I don't think I still like That would really happen I
2: still like though that you and I Kind of predicted Ethan's hand would just heal Because again the, The mold connection And it never did He just walked around having a hand That made him look like Abe yeah. For the entire game
1: Yeah basically Um. So. But one thing So going back to the beginning When Chris shoots Mia I What I thought was going to be the case Would be that she was actually still under Eve's control From the previous game mm-hmm. That she never actually left her Turns out no Miranda just completely took her place And Ethan never noticed
2: yeah she just made him a nice dinner
1: Yeah well like who knows how long she's even been there is the thing
2: <laughs> I I think not too terribly no. long So but here's I mean, the thing I don't when know you, if it was like find... that
1: day or like the week before yeah. or something
2: Well so when you find real Mia in Miranda's dungeon Which first of all I don't know why she would even bother to keep her alive I don't know either That's so weird to me Second, she's wearing the same clothes Uh, Yeah, So I know that that is probably just, hey, we're not making a whole extra character model (laughs) for Mia, come on But like, I guess it could also be communicated that she got captured within the same day And that is why they were wearing the same clothes
1: Could be, also, uh, that would also, I think, make sense Because they were probably constantly being monitored by Chris and his crew yeah, um, and so, so they probably the would have noticed quickly. pretty quickly after that something was up yeah. too.
2: Yeah, who knows? It don't matter. None Not of this really. matters. <laughs> so the the, the 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 end of this game is that Ethan dies. Like the the mold, he's starting to fall apart. Uh, they they kill the giant fetus looking thing that is the source of all the
1: mold. So oh. the mold is. Everything's a fetus too, it's basically a heart
2: It's a, what are you talking about? It's a giant
1: fetus No it isn't It's incorporated in all the keys,
2: that's exactly what it is No, it's a heart What do you think a heart looks like, you
1: freak? (laughs) Look, you had problems (laughs) with that baby in the house, now everything looks like a fetus to you
2: It's a fucking fetus, they based the uh, Cadu uh, parasite off of it too, and that definitely looks like a fetus no, that's not Which me. also, like, that is the one thing that I'm maybe not thrilled about with the story Is that there's another fucking parasite It couldn't just be that she put some mold in people It's gotta be that, like, <laughs> yeah. oh, I made the I made a new parasite out of the mold It's always a fucking parasite with this series
1: The cadeau, Yeah Waiting Cut for Cuddo <laughs> Yeah Anyway, well, yeah, There's the, name of a the giant fetus right there. But, uh, yeah. like, I just want... <laughs> I want to think that you're just seeing that everywhere uh, Because of your terrible experience
2: <laughs> I had to deal with that fucking baby Four times to get all the trophies
1: Wow
2: uh, it Makes me so angry to think about Because I really only needed to do it three times And then I just fucked up I me fucked too. up one of those runs So
1: I did too But
2: uh, Ethan dies at the end of this game Which is very upsetting I'm sure to both of us uh, because this last episode of the podcast, excuse me, we were professing our oh. love for the great Ethan Winters uh-huh. as the one of the best characters in the Resident Evil franchise, just a absolutely simple salt-of-the-earth boy, best dad, number one dad guy, and now he's just dead.
1: And why's he gotta die when, like, that uh, that freak from Code Veronica is still alive? No, he's dead, too. No, the the guy who, like... Guy with a really whiny voice Didn't he survive
2: No no, god no he got turned into a monster And then shot a lot
1: Oh
0: okay
2: Yeah he's dead and I remember this because The game tries to make a real big deal out of how sad It is that he died when In reality outside of the game That was the coolest thing In the world (laughs) because it meant that no one had to Ever deal with Steve's fucking shit Ever again
1: The guy from Zero is still alive though right
2: uh, yeah, that's kind of a weird thing. That's is that he just walks of, off into the sunset, yeah. and you never hear about his character ever again? Yep. like he is one of the only Resident Evil protagonists to make a clean break.
1: Like Rebecca, so, hasn't shown up in anything either, has she? Um, like Revelations she's one, she's like the maybe
2: she's in like the the movies and stuff that they've been putting out. Yeah,
1: that doesn't count
2: like she's still active within the Resident Evil universe. I'm I'm pretty sure that the, maybe I am making up my own lore at this point, but I thought that there was stuff about her being in the BSAA.
1: Maybe. Oh, she I was think in five. still doing stuff. I forgot about that. Well, there you go. Yeah, okay.
2: Yeah, but what's his face? He's uh he's gone. He did it. He Got out. So good for him. Ethan got out, too, just in kind of, like, a different, more unfortunate way. Yeah. Uh, That's a bummer, though. This actually maybe has the most, like, genuinely sad ending to a Resident Evil game. I, I think that they actually did a pretty good job of, like, building up Ethan's, like, strength as a father and just wanting to save his damn kid. Like, you actually feel for him by the end of the game. I don't think there's any other Resident Evil where it's actually made me feel... For any of the characters involved with it Beyond like Wow Leon's a dumbass
1: <laughs> Your right <laughs> hand comes off
2: <laughs> Oh this old thing Just Stick it right back on uh, Apparently um Ada Wong was supposed to show up in this game too
1: Yeah Would have been cool cause There's... like the concept art Looks really good It's got like that plague yeah. doctor outfit
2: yeah, I wonder if they reincorporate that in the DLC. Yep. Yeah,
1: that's what I would think. Basically, the equivalent of so. not a hero for this one, I would guess.
2: Well, Ada's definitely not a hero. I feel like they've gone oh, yeah. out of their way to make that a point.
1: Yeah, she was talking to Whisker uh, that time yeah. in four. Remember that?
2: Sure. Yes, I do. You don't?
1: <laughs> no, I do. I do. It was on the little phone thing.
2: Oh, God. It's when you
1: uh, when you encounter You're such a. <laughs>
2: You are you're just you're, Near the you're garden, a prick right? is what you
1: are. I played four not oh. that long ago.
2: Oh, it's a giant heart, George. <laughs> you're seeing fetuses everywhere, George.
1: <laughs> like you've done similar things <laughs> you, to me. You you little jerk. <laughs> Look what you did, you little jerk. Uh Larry, what do you think Resident Evil 8? Would you recommend it to people? Yes, very good uh one of yeah. the best games of this year um not as good as Hitman 3 but you know what is
2: yeah yeah i'd like Resident Evil 8 a whole lot i think i like it more than 7 uh i it's not my favorite in the series because that's the original remake on the gamecube and frankly at this point i think i have such like nostalgic bias built up for it that nothing is ever going to be better than that one for me uh, but boy, Resident Evil Eight is pretty, pretty, pretty good.
1: I would say Two Remake is my favorite. Uh, this one's up there, though. I did like Seven quite a bit too, but I like this one more than Seven.
2: I think my top three might actually be Remake, Remake Two, and then Eight.
0: Okay.
2: I had to really break it down. Like I, I do, I do like Eight quite a bit. Um i I'm still curious to see a remake of four i I kinda do hope that that ends up panning out um and then I'm excited to see whatever they do for nine, but I'm also worried about the same thing that you are that they can end up dropping the ball in in the third act of this like trilogy that they seem to be setting up um but it's it's also kinda nice too that like when you pull back and you look at the main number of series. Like there was a, there was a period for a while where it seemed like Resident Evil was really just dropping the fuck off between like five and six, but now that you got eight of these things, the amount of bad Resident Evils to good Resident Evils is very sparse. Yeah. So yeah,
1: it's a higher ratio than it used to be. That's for sure.
2: Yeah. So congratulations, Resident Evil.
1: Congratulations, Capcom, on making good games again.
2: For yes. a while there, it
1: didn't seem like it was ever going to happen.
2: Yeah, good god, yeah I'm glad to be able to be playing good Capcom games again I mean, It's been like, Capcom's been putting up good stuff for a while now But still, it's just that that period of Capcom Just fucking dropping the ball constantly yeah, was stuff like so long and so 3. pronounced uh, Yeah All of yeah. that Well, I think that's it for Resident Evil 8 We gotta start sifting through the Gabagool now
1: There comes the Gabagool
2: yeah, so like we said at the start of this It's a real gobble gool Because I, like a maniac, watched two seasons of this show So I don't know where season 4 ends And season 5 begins exactly
1: The fight with uh, Carmela and Tony
2: Okay, right, the divorce stuff <laughs>
1: Like that's the thing, is... when I was watching it Like I couldn't remember where season 3 ended Because 3 and 4 kind of just go together Like there isn't yeah, really a did. clean break 4 and 5, like yeah. it's like they fight and... Separate like that's the end of four
2: I mean I'm mostly being facetious when I say that Just because I, I did like Ram right through one into the other But yes they are separated by the fact That Carmela wants to split from Tony uh, Because Suddenly She has a really big issue with Tony Cheating on her
1: Yeah, like, Even though
2: like she knew For that, the longest time she's was, brought it
1: up Before that was what I thought but I guess Maybe she just didn't really know exactly. I don't know.
0: It's it's, it's the a, fucking menopause. It was really
1: weird.
2: <laughs> she's going through menopause, Larry. That's what the real reason is. Okay. They bring this up in the show. They have her go to that doctor. She's feeling sick for a while. Like actually, the the, the real reason that she splits from Tony, I think, is that she's kind of been wanting to for a while. Like she had that will. They won't yeah. thing with the priest. And then when Furio comes into the picture she really starts to seem like her faith in her marriage is being tested. And then when Furio leaves, that hurts her so badly that I think she just kind of spirals out of control emotionally. She just goes into like a deep depression over everything. She starts to feel physically ill as a result of it. And so I think part of her suddenly having so much of an issue with Tony cheating is because she's just feeling like she's kind of lost control of her life.
1: Well it's not that it's just that I think it's also it's partly that But that she really wanted to be with Furio But did not because she respected their marriage And then to find out that he clearly does not It's more like oh see I could have just been going out with Furio Yeah Even though I really couldn't But uh, you know that feeling she has when Furio leaves I think we all felt that
2: yeah, no, it fucked me up too. Now Tony's like, I got guys over there looking for him, Tony which no doesn't. you don't, Tony. It's it's Italy, everyone loves Furio over there. They didn't want you to have him in the first place. Tony They're definitely not, not going to let you kill him.
1: They don't have the cash to have guys in Italy on their payroll <laughs> yeah. searching for him.
2: Yeah, that too. Tony's like... Getting sausage sweats over having to buy This $600,000 plot of land I don't think he's got kill Furio money
0: No
1: uh, I mean so, he does but only if he was there
2: Yeah uh, but that's a, It's still a bummer because that just means There's no more Furio in the show You went ahead and checked and, and did yeah. make sure That he just does not show up again
1: Yeah when he disappeared um, I had to know if that was For good or not yeah. and yeah
2: I do like the final scene of him almost pushing Tony into the propeller though and mm-hmm. then realizing what he's done and just being like, yeah, "You stand too
0: close."
1: Yeah. And also like Tony anyway, is super, goodbye. Drunk, super drunk like kind of realizing what happened for a second before forgetting about it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you see it in his eyes. It's it's really good. Yeah. I like that scene a lot. Um we get more stuff with uh Ralphie. All of season four is uh, Tony's a detective And he's going to find out all about Ralphie's fucked up sex life
1: Well, it's that and Tony being best friends with his horse Pio Mai Yeah,
2: yeah Pio so, a real purdy horse When Tony loves animals, animals love Tony
1: When you were talking to me about Ralphie And you said, uh, well, I know Ralphie's going to get killed at some point point," And I was like, yeah, yeah but of the reason he does You would never guess in a million years <laughs> Yeah. And so there it is. He burned Tony's horse and got killed for it.
2: That got his brain smashed all over his kitchen. He yeah, got fucked sure. up real bad. And then like also like you kind of containing the fact that like I kept mentioning this Christopher Nolan wig of his and how I didn't recognize <laughs> yeah. Joey Pants underneath the wig. And then like when they're disposing the body, Chris tries to pick him up by the hair and the wig comes off. He's just like,
1: oh, and Tony's like, "Why are you an idiot?" Of course, it was a wig.
2: <laughs> Uh But anyway, Ralph uh, Seferetto is finally out of the picture. It, even though, like, when I say finally, it's still like most of season four, he's still alive. Yeah, um, there's there's still quite a bit of him, like toning things down. We had mentioned too that the cocaine did, did did play like a large. Hard in him flying off the handle constantly. Yeah, he
1: mellows out quite um, a bit.
2: Yeah. That and the movie Gladiator, those two things <laughs> yeah. really made Ralphie hard to be around for a while. Um, but he does mellow out, except he's still stepping in shit fairly regularly, both figuratively and literally. Mm. Um because like good he tells, yeah, <laughs> exactly. His his girlfriend at the time for context Context tricks him into stepping into horse shit And then this inspires Tony to go on a wave of practical jokes Yeah, he's just like, ah, I'm <laughs>
1: going to be a prankster It's
2: great He just pours cold water on his wife in the shower Which is the real reason why she left him yeah. You just get this good bit of Tony scurrying away like a little rascal Just laughing to himself, it's fantastic
0: yeah,
1: and it's just oh. like juvenile stuff like that Or like, you know, loosening the salt shaker and stuff
2: <laughs> uh, The amount of restraint they had to not do a scene where like, he put shaving cream in AJ's <laughs> hand while he
1: slept And then woke him up And drew a mustache on him and marker well, I, That kind of <laughs> happens, like, later anyway
2: Yeah, it does When well, they glue AJ's face to the ground Yeah At that party um,
0: But in yeah, there, there's uh...
2: a... <laughs> There's a lot of Tony needs to find out about the weird sex shit that Ralph is into. And there's a good bit where when Ralph breaks up with Janice and he's in the he's going to like the little bar that he's hanging out in where they run their card game. He's just like, yeah, finally broke up with that crazy bitch Janice. Would you guys believe she wanted to like put a dildo in my ass? oh that's crazy anyway i told her definitely no because i'm as straight as they come
1: yeah i was like no way sister no way is that going anywhere near me anyway deal
2: (laughs) but then there's like these characters like slowly revealing the other stuff that ralphie's into and it's even worse it's stuff of just like yeah he wants you to just Kick him in the balls and cut his penis up with scissors, and then he won't even let you do anything. He goes into the, into the bathroom to finish up. Yeah, like I don't think regular sex can even get him off anymore. This is how screwed up in the head he is. Uh, anyway, we don't judge here on Destroy All Children, uh, the podcast. But if you get your penis cut up with a pair of scissors as like a sex thing,
1: it's Christ, gonna be, it's going to be a next Clock Tower game. Adults only. God. Oh no! You
0: have to There's let a the in catch you.
2: Evil. Well in Resident Evil 8 They imply that uh, the sisters cut off Dude's junk as part of their whole Like feeding thing mm-hmm. So you know It's uh It's been a theme recently In the media I've consumed
1: Well that's your I'm problem I'm
2: thinking about watching Tower Freak uh, Apropos of nothing
1: Tower Freak
2: Yeah isn't that the name of it The movie where the guy gets his dick cut off
1: uh castle Freak is where Castle Freak rips okay. his own ding dong off that also there does not right actually up. happen in the movie though what <laughs> that was the whole controversy <sighs> on the flop house was that Stuart thought that he did, but he actually does it it's uh, apparently he hmm. rips his thumb off uh to get out of like some shackles
2: oh right, okay, well, I'm not watching Castle Freak then that doesn't have anything that I want uh. Unrelated red box near me has money plane, and I've been thinking about it money plane money plane so uh Ralph dies, Pami dies, everything that Tony loves dies, including his marriage.
1: Polly gets uh, the and then... the painting of Pami <laughs> yeah. one of the funniest like recurring bits in the show,
2: yeah, he. He gets the painting of Pio Mine, He's just like fucking burn it I don't want to look at that fucking ho- horse no more And then Polly Walnut sees the painting And is touched by it on a deep level <laughs> But then has this like little arc In the season where like He doesn't want to stare at Tony in the painting So he goes to get it touched up To make Tony look like <laughs> fucking
1: Napoleon <laughs> yeah. It's not Napoleon It's You know it's a general
2: Yeah It's not a general from history It's just you know a general Uh huh <laughs> there's this bit at the end of the last uh at the end of season five where tony finally goes over to polly's house for the first time in forever and sees the fucking painting yeah it's just like i wanted that bird why do i look like that why are you making me look like a clown and like polly has to explain to him like no you don't look like a clown you're a general you're like a respectable general
1: and also when he's like well i put it up because you never come to my house anymore yeah In fact, that's also actually a pretty good bit because he says, like, specifically, don't go to each other's houses because feds are watching him and stuff. And then, of course, at the end of the season, when he's at Johnny Sack's house, the feds come.
2: Yeah, that's where they end up. Yeah. So, season four mostly kind of just deals with uh, Ralphie, that whole, like... Is self-destruction uh, There's a lot more of Johnny Sack uh, Who again is, is a very prevalent character Throughout both of these seasons yeah, uh, well, I, I still like kind of how the, often
1: The main plot uh, probably is more Johnny Sack and Carmine uh, And how yeah. Carmine whatever, uh, And him wanting to Sort of get rid of Carmine So he can take over the family
2: And then it doesn't quite go according to plan Because when Carmine does Get out of the picture Uh <laughs> He's he's built like a horse, Larry. Carmine, he's in great health. Real yeah. good health.
1: Yeah, yeah. Strong like an ox. Everyone
2: keeps saying so. Anyway, he's most burnt hair now, and he don't talk so good.
0: <laughs> um,
2: yeah, so it doesn't quite go according to plan because Carmine didn't set up a successor. So then there's this kind of like infighting in New York, which a lot of the fifth season also deals with. But eventually, Johnny Sack wins in the end and inherits the New York family. But by this point he is so at odds with Tony That this is setting up another potential war Just between New York and New Jersey
1: Well that and Uh, um, the introduction of Phil Leotardo Who is uh, one of the most brutal guys in the show
2: Yes Uh, And then also Tony B Who is one of the (laughs) most confusing guys in the show
1: Yeah so yeah Tony Blondetto who is uh tony soprano's cousin right yeah yes well it's weird because like sometimes they will call people family members they are not actually aren't like i do like how they have that bit where adriana has to explain to the feds like why he calls uh christopher his nephew even though he's his cousin so
0: yeah
1: uh. But yeah, Tony Blondetto, Steve Buscemi, gets out of prison. Uh, he is like Sejima from Yakuza, where he gets out. Uh, he is a character that has never been mentioned before, but everybody loves him, and he's trying to get out of the game. Except then he just shoots some random lady along with a guy in a car. It's like, oh no, Tony B. You were like yeah. one of the few nice people on this show. Yeah, this he just, just wanted, just, to, just gonna he be wanted Bobby to and Furio. clean.
2: He wanted to break clean and, and start a massage parlor yeah. And then he, he couldn't like the, the, the calling of mob life Drew him back in Well, uh, reluctantly
1: And gambling debt, mostly
2: Yeah, sure Well, you know, that's part of it uh, But yeah, he, he does this murder He kills Um. You just brought up the guy's name Why am I blanking on it now?
1: Uh, so, oh, Phil Leotardo, yeah
2: Phil Leotardo, yeah, he kills his brother, which is is part of. No, so now, that's yeah, later. So like...
1: The first guy oh, right, was right, just right, kind right. of a re- like some random guy. They call- uh, it was Johnny Sack, I think, ordered the hit on him, right?
2: Uh, no, it was like another one of the guys that got out of prison. I want to say, oh. no, th- th- another guy in prison with him set up a meeting with another like mafioso who didn't wanted the killing to take place, and I think it was one of the guys who was. Competing with Johnny Sack yes, for control of the
1: it, it was like, yeah, one of the under guy, the one that um, that Tony at one point was saying, like, I have a three way thing between you, him, and Little Carmine. Right, that guy.
2: Yeah, yeah, um, and so. This isn't something Johnny Sack was cool with And the fact that it is a murder that took place With a member of the New Jersey family he Ends up causing tension between the two of them yeah, it was The in fact New that York. he then Yeah, the, the fact that he then later Kills Phil, Leotardo's brother Just makes everything infinitely worse
1: Yes um, I think he was trying to get Phil really And kind of just yeah. Did what he could and got away Because he, he hits Phil too, I think but just doesn't yeah. kill him. Um, yes, poor, poor Tony B. Also, we did not mention the great Robert Loggia and his arc on the show. Oh, sure, yeah. <laughs> he's just like the worst. <laughs> yep. Just like this old gravelly man just gets out of prison and decides he's going to start taking things over and breaking people's legs.
2: Yeah. It's just brutalizing some dude who's just doing landscaping for the hell of it just (laughs) breaking his arm it's fucked up and like i really do like that paulie tries to mostly make things right like in true paulie fashion he still just wants a cut of the action yeah but at the same time you can tell that he actually does care about this guy getting beat up who is not part of the game
1: well it's specifically because he's his mom's gardener, and everything yeah. for Polly is about his mom, including killing other old ladies. Uh, that's right. Polly that is part, a great son. That was the part I was talking about when I said like Polly gets into some real weird business <laughs> later on, and that was what I was thinking of was him just like smothering the old lady.
0: Yeah, I like gotta a love robber,
1: Polly
2: moments. I at work we use microsoft teams uh, to do a lot of our communications basically we're a conversion of discord is the easiest way to explain it anyway i changed my avatar on there to be polly walnuts because i want everyone to know that i mean business yeah sure so i've had a I'm lot loyal of people to the family <laughs> i've had a lot of people going like that's not you and your profile photo <laughs> i have to explain to them no it's polly walnuts
1: oh i gotta walk them through this <laughs>
2: I gotta do uh, wings in my hair so I can look more like Pauly.
1: Uh-huh. Oh,
2: God. Um, yeah, there's other stuff in this uh, with Chris with and that, his...
1: By the way. Like Reed Richards-style oh, hair.
2: Oh, that's nice of you to say. Um, there's stuff in this with Chris and his heroin addiction. Very trendy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes. they... Casey Jones has to host a intervention for him. Yep. It's one of the all-time great TV interventions. <laughs> Just like that, when they're going around and they're when actually did they... was that in the end of season three that the intervention took place and then it's like uh, between seasons he comes back and he's sober again or was it season into four, four. Into five
1: I think that's into four and five he comes back okay. sober
2: but I I think we mentioned on the podcast The bit with Sylvia because... going like I came in one day and you were throwing up disgusting
1: yeah because um four I think is the one where um he sits on the dog. So he's still on H at that point.
2: Yeah, we didn't bring up the dog, so maybe this is season four. Wow, I'm all turned around.
1: He, he, he fucks that dog up real good. I was laughing so <laughs> hard at that when that <laughs> happened.
2: Well, you know, he just leaned back, got comfortable, sat yeah. on a dog,
1: and perfectly makes normal, loop. perfectly healthy. Nice too. <laughs> And he's like, oh, you know, you just must have crawled under there. <laughs> for
0: warmth.
1: Yeah. <laughs> just for warmth.
2: Oh, God. He does so many fucked up things throughout the course of this entire series. And to that point, maybe one of the most fucked up ones is sitting on Adriana's dog <laughs> and killing it. Adriana know. does not deserve any of this shit. That he brings to her life And I do not know why she continues to stick out with him Like it's a drug addiction Is Results in her getting beat Even more than she already did Which was a lot Yeah. So uh, But they host this intervention Uh, He gets sent away to rehab And he comes out and he's totally sober Except you know every now and then he has a bottle of beer Or a glass of wine or a glass of vodka It's fine It's fine he can have a glass every now and then, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. The important thing is that you just do a little bit of H. It's all about moderation.
1: Yeah, just a tiny bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh so anyway, Adriana has IBS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Which eventually evolves into full blown like ulcerative colitis.
2: Yeah, that's not how IBS works. So No. I don't think that the writing staff Quite understood the difference between IBS and IBD. Um, we understand it oh, because wow. here on Destroy All Children, we're proud members of the <laughs> IBS
1: squad. <laughs> That's right, card-carrying members.
2: Yeah, it's like spackle inside of our intestines. It's all oh, fucked up down geez. there. Um, <laughs> so Adrian is basically the most Looks relatable like a character. Tuba
1: chorizo sausage. <laughs>
2: Uh you know, subway sandwich and it goes right through me. Um actually that just happens to everybody, so you know, whatever. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, so Adriana has IBS, which is part of Adriana quickly became like one of my favorite characters in the series. Like, I just I feel so bad for her all the time. Like she yeah. is absolutely getting strong armed by the FBI, and this all eventually comes to a head when she takes part in covering up a murder. Which he kind of like, I feel for her even then because the situation she was in was like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. And so she just went with, okay, cover it up because this is real bad if Chris finds out about it. And the odds of the FBI finding out about her are maybe less than Chris finding out about it, so I might as well go with that, but as it happens, the FBI finds out about it, and so they explain well, you're yeah, now if, an accessory if you're to going murder. To
1: dispose of like evidence. Don't sort of like put it in a dumpster and then go get it back out again and put it in your car uh, or yeah, something. Yeah. Um. Especially when you know the feds are watching your place yeah. of work anyway.
2: But they they bring her in and they're like, "Okay, you're guilty of you know being an accessory to murder. You can get 25 years in prison. You're giving a shit on this." Tony Soprano case so You need to wear a wire Or you need to bring in Chris and get him to Flip or you're going to jail
1: And of those two Uh, options she Picks the dumbest one
2: Absolutely (laughs) Uh, She decides to explain everything to Chris Who then almost strangles her to death Yeah Uh, Which is you know he's done it a few Times before probably Mm -hmm. He's smacked her around enough as it is
1: It's just such a weird thing like of course Adrian would try to get him in Because she believes in him And wants them to have a future together But also nobody Like suspected her of anything Really like yeah. it, it even took Chris Completely by surprise Touch uh, <laughs> the desk I'm sorry Good job um, Like She's even gone to situations where she's just Been one on one with Tony And again he never suspected anything From her so
2: yeah. Tony wanted to stick his dick in her For Christ's sake.
1: Well, yeah. Give her a drive, you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, God, we completely skipped over (laughs) that. Like, There's a whole episode where they get in a car crash together, and then everyone is convinced that Adriana was giving Tony a blowjob. And so (sighs) Chris starts going completely berserk over this rumor to the point that they have to kidnap the doctor who worked on her and have him tell Chris that she didn't give him a blowjob. Yeah. And Tony B. bringing out his medical expertise as a licensed massage therapist to explain, like, oh, well, the bones would have had to have been broken in this way if she was given a blowjob. But she wasn't. So that indicates an upright position, doesn't it, Doc?
1: Yeah. That's a really good bit.
2: Yeah. Oh, God. Um. Speaking of good bits, I'll get back to the Adriana stuff, but I wanted to mention this before I forget about it. We, we've we brought up before how this show has absolutely perfect comedic timing. Mm-hmm. I think one of my favorite bits so far is Janice attacking the soccer mom and then <laughs> yes. Tony finds out about it and he's watching the news and it's just like the cut to her tackling her. and go like, you bitch. <laughs> yes, And like getting dragged away and then they cut to like an interview with the psychologist going like, well, some people are just very predisposed to anger. The slightest thing can make them fly off the handle <laughs> and Tony just goes, fucking bullshit, stands up and there is like, you hear something break off screen and it is the most like stereotypical like plate yeah. breaking sound effect yeah
1: it is and also so they just
2: got it off a cd or something
1: has Janna saying like uh yeah well you know she's lucky i didn't kill her and tony's like yeah we both know that right and then <laughs> bobby oh is just there standing around like wait what
2: yeah, the, then the bit later Like at dinner where Tony sees that she's actually Doing kind of good about suppressing her anger So he just decides to push her buttons And see if he can get her to break And keeps yeah. bringing up her son And how
1: she's abandoned her son Oh, yes And she named him Harpo Yeah like, I mean Yeah. Why do, you, why do you name him Harpo anyway? I mean, he's got a point kind
2: of name is Harpo?
1: Um, oh god Speaking of which, Tony never had mm. the makings of a varsity athlete. <laughs> <laughs> Not mentioned the Junior. The fucking said it again. <laughs> dementia plotline.
2: Oh, I was gonna to get to it eventually. Yeah, Junior went from faking having dementia to having full blown dementia. Yeah. Uh, there's so, a really sad episode of him just kind of wandering around town, just not knowing what's going on.
1: Yeah, but uh, it's before, before, when I had watched a certain episode of this, I told you, there is a part with Junior that is going to have you hooting and hollering when you get to <laughs> it. And so would you like to explain what that scene is?
2: Oh, well, you know, people often talk about ambitious crossovers, yes. um, and I feel that you know. one of the first ones is the the HBO shared cinematic universe, <laughs> uh, in which Curb Your Enthusiasm exists within the world of The Sopranos, uh, because Junior's watching Curb and thinks he's Larry David, <laughs> and that Jeff Green is Bobby Bacala.
1: <laughs> yes. Just
2: pointing at the screen going, like, what is this, my trial? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Why am it. I on what, TV? What am I doing on there? So, here's here's a fun fact. If you search YouTube for uh Curb Your Enthusiasm Judy, the uh upload of that scene is from me. And several years ago, somebody with the avatar of Junior Soprano had commented like, <laughs> "Wait, what am I doing in this video?" like in a, like a broken English type thing. And I had no idea what meant. I didn't know what Junior Soprano was <laughs> or anything like that. And so it's just like ah, it's just some weirdo. I think I deleted the comment, but oh no! Yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> I was going to say now you got to go back and pin it.
1: I know I would if it's still there. I oh, should go check bummer. actually. Um, yeah, but yeah, for some reason that's just something I thought of as like oh, it it's actually a reference. This really happened in the show. Also, I yeah. just finished um season eight of Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that not only features Janice in one episode, but also Hesh. In the last, uh, oh, not second go. to last episode. The one with the, the yeah. God, I already forgot his name, the baseball player who missed the ball. They go into the Jewish ceremony or whatever and they chase Jose him out. Jose Caseco. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> It'd be great on that show.
2: Yeah. Hit the ball. His fingers fell off. Jose Caseco is just like real life Ethan Win- Winters, actually. Yeah, actually, like, that's true. The whole thing with his finger just popping right off of him. And then tweeting about it, which would have been a very Ethan Winters thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> It's fine, just get him some of the uh, green herb medicine. And...
1: I mean, oh, Conseco loves the green herb.
2: Pour, pour the medicine into Jose Canseco's ear to fix what's really wrong with him.
1: He injects the first aid into his butt.
2: Oh, God.
1: That's, that's why he's used to.
2: Yeah, I guess. Um... Yeah, so Junior's got dementia, Janice has anger problems, Tony's a little scamp, Uh, (laughs) Chris is an addict, Adriana has IBS. Am I caught up with everybody at this point? Oh, also, Adriana's dead, too. I forgot to mention
1: that. Well, yeah, that happens.
2: She tries to convince Chris again to go along with everything, and part of the way that she leverages that is by explaining, like, you can finally work on your script. And I I do like Chris kind of leaning back, going, like, I can finally do my memoirs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, uh, but a Chris has Hollywood.
2: A, yeah, but Chris has a change of heart and decides that Adriana's got to go, and so there's yep. the scene of Silvio driving her out into the woods. Uh, much more successful with this than Polly. Yeah. But yeah, the the weird thing I I kind of went and read some wiki stuff similar to Resident Evil 8, uh, and apparently people at the time weren't sure if Adriana actually died. Which what? is weird to me Because it's very obvious that Adriana gets shot by Silvio Yeah The, the speculation was that maybe Silvio let her go
0: Oh yeah, but he sure seems like he's Silvio letting her go Silvio do that?
2: Yeah <laughs> Silvi- Silvio doesn't give a shit about Adriana First no. of all Secondly, get... the way that scene is shot, she definitely dies
1: Yeah, it's also I mean, that scene's really sad in general uh, That whole episode is rough but yeah, it is. um, yeah, like the drive over where she knows what's happening, and he's still just sort of keeping up the ruse of like they're going to see Chris at the hospital and stuff. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. it's uh also uh come to find out the Russian guy that they shoot that Polly shoots that whole episode the Pine Barrens they never come back to that I know. Uh, Which I thought that that would have payoff eventually. And then the fact that the Russian had just not come back at a certain point, I was like, okay, well, this is a weird amount of time to not loop around on this thing again. And the reasoning that they gave was, so first of all, they shot a scene where the Russian came back. The bit where Paulie and Chris are reminiscing about it and they're sharing the story to everybody else. They were supposed to leave that place and see the Russian across the street, just minding Mm. his own business. And then kind of share a moment between each other, like, oh, shit. Uh, they cut that scene out. And the Good. explanation that they gave was that uh, there are not always answers in life. He gave, like, a very David Lynch explanation yeah, of, like, sometimes shit is just, yeah. Like, sometimes things just need to be left hanging and you don't get answers for it. And so that is <laughs> the approach that they took. And it is perfect. That is exactly what they should have done. So I, I appreciate sort of Lynchian approach to getting rid of this character.
1: It's also pretty Cohen yeah. Brothers in a way. Just like that guy uh, just disappearing and just eh, never see him again.
2: Uh dragging somebody out into the woods to shoot him. Well, as yeah. part of a mafia related thing. Yeah, that's extremely Cohen Brothers. Especially
1: well. like even the way that forest looks looks like it does in Miller's Crossing. So yeah.
2: Yeah, it does. It just needed her begging for her life in a very extended sequence. <laughs> yeah. Of non stop sobbing. Um and then letting her go and her becoming the biggest asshole in the world as a result. <laughs> oh, I should rewatch *Mildred's Crossing*. That's I such a good your movie. Heart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, Tony and uh, Carmella they eventually do get back together. Uh, the stuff with Tony B, um, he kind of goes on the lam because you know New York is looking for him. Uh, Tony tries to compromise and give him up and make a quick kind of thing. They're not going for it, uh, so Tony has to old yeller Steve Buscemi.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's a bummer. Well, because he knows, like, if Phil gets his hands on him, it's gonna be way worse.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, and <laughs> the bit where Phil ends up coming up to the house and sees him, and then Johnny Sack calls him up. He's like, "No, it's fucking worse now, Tony." <laughs> yeah. He really wanted to torture that guy. You took away the one thing you wanted to do, you asshole. Mm-hmm. Meet me at my house where nothing could possibly go wrong. Uh-oh, FBI's here. Shit, scram.
1: I mean, there's this the one part where they meet at the bridge and they's just like, you know, can't do this anymore. It's undignified.
2: Yeah. You know what else is undignified? Fuck you. Yeah. That's uh, a good scene, too. But yeah, the, the FBI comes rolling over the hill. Uh, running through the snow, going after Johnny Sack. Tony gets the hell out of there. Uh, you know, cuts through creeks and forests to try to get away from the FBI. Calls up his lawyer, and his lawyer thinks it's a hoot. Yeah, his lawyer's just like, no, they were after Johnny Sack. They didn't give a shit about you.
1: Yeah, you're not even like, named you're, you're... in any of this stuff.
2: Yeah, your car is in his driveway. So what? It's not illegal to park your car in a driveway. So you're fine. Like, count your blessings. Go home. And then you were explaining to me that season five was supposed to be the last season. Yep. Uh, which, if I was not informed of that, would have been very strange to me with the way it ends. Like, if you were to tell me that the end of The Sopranos is Tony ran away from Johnny Sack getting pinched, and the last line is <laughs> Carmelo letting him into the house and going like, Jesus Christ, Tony, your shoes are wet.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's just such an anticlimactic ending.
1: Yeah, it'd be really it, weird. And
2: it, it leaves so many things hanging, too Like, you, you've not completely resolved some character arcs by that point
1: Yeah, and also, um, speak of character arcs uh, We forgot about, uh, the, uh, the house What, what was the name of the house? That Tony the Tony buys. House Beneviento <laughs> Yeah, he goes in there and boy, things get really weird <laughs> I was Uh, thinking
2: of buying this house But then there was a giant fucking baby in there Can you believe it?
1: Like White Sands, White Shore, something like that I don't know Um, Yeah. But he he gets this beach house uh, And then ends up like Oh no I actually can't buy it But the guy that he bought it from Is not happy about that Is not going to let him out of the contract So he just sets his guys up With giant speakers on a yacht nearby And starts playing Frank Sinatra Or no Dean Martin Yeah. (laughs) Like all the time yeah,
0: it
2: was all the Rat Pack because it it also factored into ha- uh, him having the well, yes. excuse me the framed uh, Rat Pack poster. So he was he was doing there. Well, see,
1: stuff, that that um. was also it was called Rat Pack. See, because it, it had a bunch of rats.
2: I I knew this guy in high school. He was high school aged. He was my age. He was like 16, 17 years old. This guy looked like my grandpa, like <laughs> he he came out from the Rat Pack era. He was a, a portly fellow. He wore glasses like what Junior wears okay. in the Browns. He loved, fucking loved old crooners, specifically the Rat Pack. That's he would always thing. talk to me in class about the Rat That Yeah. This guy came from that era. He's like Mother Miranda put the baby of her, her dead crooner baby's soul into this kid's body, and he metamorphosed into this, like, 60-year-old man in a 16-year-old's body. So I had like a lot of exposure to the Rat Pack as a teenager. All through this one kid. Great. I just frequently think about him like this motherfucker with his Benjamin Button disease. Like <laughs> I wonder what that guy is up to.
1: I, if he's know, ever, like. people are just they're into that stuff. You know, Sixteen just, years old though, like yeah, sure. into
2: the Rat Pack specifically. It's, wow! All right.
1: I don't know. I like, think people are weird.
2: Yeah, I guess. Look, Likes Rat Pack Likes. had some good. Uh, Rat Pack had some good comedy bits. Yeah. I'm not saying the Rat Pack is bad. Yeah, all
1: they, the ones they, where they make fun of Sammy Davis Jr. for being black.
2: <laughs> I was thinking specifically the one where they make fun of. Uh, I think it's Sinatra's alcoholism. <laughs> They're just like. Why do you drink? I drink to forget What are you trying to forget? I don't know. I forgot that a long time ago
1: uh, Good. Yeah, great bit
2: uh, I like that, I like that one Alcoholism well, I w- I is wonder funny I why you would <laughs>
1: Alcoholism is a hoot I prefer Dino Spiloni Sorry Look
2: at Christopher Molisanti, he's the funniest character on that show <laughs> <laughs> It's all got to do with his addictive personality
1: Yeah, Molisanti's the funniest character we've ever had If we can get him working <laughs>
2: Just patent this model of Christopher Molasanti <laughs> uh, <laughs> The Capos cut through this guy Like butter
0: not um, yet.
1: I, Christopher's actually Apparently unkillable Whether by kind uh, of weapons or drugs
2: No yeah I mean You go into character arcs you look at him at the start of the show Where it was kind of a Ralph Ciparetto thing where it's like Oh when's this guy just gonna die Like he's yeah. not making it to the end of the season surely And uh he still has his moments Where he goes completely ballistic but it's mostly on Adriana, so it's fine. It's mm. not getting in the way of the business or anything.
1: Well, he doesn't have her to take it out on anymore, so I'm interested to see where this is going to lead.
2: So I guess, uh, do you want to kind of make predictions for where we think this series is going to end? Uh,
0: I guess have I Have you can. actually
2: started any of season six yet, I or are watched, you still just done with
1: five? I've watched one episode of season six.
2: Okay. Oh, that's it. right. You had a uh, in in private mention that this takes place again because season five was supposed to be the end of it. Uh, so they returned to this like two years later, and it's noticeable that everybody has. Aged
1: yeah, up yeah. There in was that, like a pretty time. large gap between five and yeah. six, and I think also part of that is uh, I think maybe they filmed season six maybe closer together, like the two parts of it closer together than they mm. would in a normal season. Um. So. Well,
2: that's um that's something in season like five that kind of it's not just even in season 5 it, it kind of happens repeatedly throughout the show where they will mention the passage of time and it's always surprising to me just how much time seems to take place between episodes and yeah. scenes like yeah. season 5 is over the course of like a year mm-hmm. um even though events feel fairly close together a lot of the time um they'll just offhand mention like oh that was months ago mm-hmm. that tony B killed that dude and he's been in hiding um but the pacing of the show makes it feel like it's been a week um uh, But yeah, like season 6 I So my prediction Junior's dementia is going to advance So much He will have no knowledge of any wrongdoings And be completely Unable to assist Tony with the business
1: That's what I think Yeah
2: I I think he will forget he was ever even in the mafia Maybe Um, I predict That Janice and Bobby are not going to be together by the end of it Okay that's maybe less a prediction and more of a hope because Bobby does not deserve that.
1: <laughs> yeah, Bobby really needs to, to unhitch himself from that wagon. He should have gone for uh, oh, what was her name? The wife of uh, that one guy that got killed, who was really nice to him. You remember who I'm talking remember, about? It was like early yeah. on. Yeah,
2: yeah, I remember who you're you're talking about. I don't remember their name, but yeah. literally anybody other than Janice, man. Like it. Adriana and Bobby are the two most tragic like the world is constantly shitting on them characters neither of them really deserve it like I think maybe Adriana a bit more because she does get actively involved in drugs and stuff that she's bringing some amount of heat on herself but like Bobby's whole thing is just take care of this old man and that's it Yeah. Bobby's like barely even involved in the criminal activity in the Soprano family like Adriana has more investment in that
1: Yeah, Bobby's basically Um, just there to drive Junior around.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's even a whole scene with him wanting to do more and Tony being like, you know, I'd love to help you out, but what you're doing is actually very important to me. I need you to just keep taking care of Junior.
1: The most he does is that one part where he goes to the bar to sort of intimidate that witness or whatever it was.
2: Yeah, that's it. He's... I'm not saying Adriana deserves any like all the stuff that happens to her, but just as far as like absolutely blameless characters go in this series, Bobby maybe has the least amount of blame. Yeah. Um so yeah, anyway, I hope uh him and Janice break up. Uh but I'm gonna cover my ass. Uh backup prediction with that. Janice puts a dildo inside of Bobby.
1: <laughs> I don't think so. I think she was just doing that for Ralphie. <laughs>
2: I can give myself a little bit more wiggle room with that and say that uh a strap on would also count as a dildo in such a scenario. Just just in case it goes okay. you know, that way. You
1: know. Um my prediction Just to, just
2: to reiterate real quick though, uh I think pecking is fine, Larry is not cool with it. <laughs> okay.
1: My prediction, I'm going to say Polly and Chris finally like really go at each other uh, I don't, you don't think uh, they're going we'll, to end up together? No <laughs> <laughs> yeah like Sam and Diane you know will they <laughs> Won't they um, I, one of them is going to get shot don't know okay. if they'll die from it but I think that's probably what's going to happen I also feel like something must like Silvio must do something Because he spent so long without really having A plot line that he must like actually get Involved in something here At the end
2: right so I To kind of build off of that There's stuff at the end of season 5 Where Silvio is mentioning like there are guys In the family who are upset with the way that you're conducting Business yeah it's not just lower level Guys it's your capos too Yes Uh, I feel that there's Going to be a power struggle within the Soprano family
1: yeah yeah well that's Also kind of what I'm thinking the Polly and Christopher thing might be um, because yeah. Polly has been unsatisfied for quite a while, um. So it's also
2: something like a little tough to call between the two of them because Chris is also very unsatisfied with Tony, yeah. despite the fact that their family, like, there is that moment where Chris does consider flipping because he's so at odds with Tony.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, um, could be both of them. Like, who knows? I, I'm and... not sure. Um, but yes, I think that's definitely they were planting the seed for that one. Yeah. Um other care uh Artie Buko, uh he's gonna maybe borrow some more money from weird Frenchmen. I don't know. <laughs> God, that thing was so good. He's such a dope. How could he fall yeah. for that?
2: Oh no.
1: I do like that Furio goes over to beat that guy up
2: though. I kind of so this FBI stuff feels like it almost hit a dead. So when I talked about like this being the end of the series and there being loose ends, like to a degree, character arcs are kind of wrapped up. Like you could end Chris' his whole character arc right there with he got sober, but unfortunately Adriana had to go, and that's where he ends up. He's kind of reaffirmed his position within the family. Yeah. Uh, the FBI thing is the one that's left the most hanging because it just dead ends there with Adriana dying.
0: Well.
1: And so, and and the other guy that they had uh, as an informant also died. Yeah, like he just died of a heart attack. Like that's partly why they push Adriana into it too. They're like, well, this yeah. other guy, we're not getting anything more from him, so we need something.
2: So I think that the FBI stuff is going to play a major role in things. I think that the FBI mm-hmm. is finally going to get some really solid information on Tony and pressure him. Sure. i My initial prediction if Johnny Sack didn't get pinched would have been that they try to go to Tony to bring down New York They're less interested in New Jersey and are more interested in taking out New York
1: I think that's true So again I've watched one episode of season 6 but I can tell you that uh, with Johnny Sack gone now uh, Phil is like the acting boss of
2: that Oh that's a problem Yeah That's that's very (laughs) sad for Tony
1: It is Um, Oh Jesus there's yeah. one guy they just call the hairdo He's pretty good <laughs> um, Which like you'd think they'd call Phil that Like look at that hair um,
2: I was gonna say like Silvio man
1: Well yeah, yeah that too like, well, A lot head's of good hair
2: <laughs> polly's hair in this is really good Like yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I like Chris's sometimes Chris's uh, yeah.
1: hair is stacking up higher and higher Yeah sometimes yeah. Um so yeah, you think hold the tower to heaven out of that hair. That's the I I don't really know how the Johnny Sack stuff will play out uh, cuz I don't yeah. think he's getting out of jail anytime soon. Um but uh yeah, I don't know if like he's going to be calling shots from inside prison or if it's just going to be left up to Phil and he's kind of going to go off the reservation a little bit and <laughs> like how about still this? Still mad about what happened to his brother and how he never really got back at Tony B for it. That would be my guess.
2: How about this? Johnny Sack starts giving up information on the New Jersey crime family's connections to New York in order to get back at Tony.
0: Maybe. That is
2: what gives the FBI the information they need to really start going after the Sopranos.
1: Could be. But I feel like that would maybe just implicate him even more.
2: Maybe. Um, but if they have him like, dead to rights, then he can negotiate for time or something like that. Maybe. Um. um.
1: But yeah, like someone like Johnny Sack is not going to get an offer to go into witness protection, for one yeah. thing.
2: I predict Polly's going to get his painting of the horse back. <laughs> <laughs> Show's going to end with Polly drinking on like a glass of whiskey, staring up at his horsey painting.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, actually, I know the final season or the final scene of the well, yeah. show because Everyone that does. was a you know yeah well well known thing uh, at the time. Um, I feel that Melfi's finally going to permanently break off her relationship with Tony okay I, there's been so much between the two of them and Tony pushing her more and more yeah. and her needing to for her own health make a break from that and I think that if she has a character arc in the season it's going to be getting to that point where she realizes that Tony has to go he, he can't be a patient of hers anymore yeah. she'll stick to it this time for real
1: for realsies Unlike no like all the other times
2: Unlike yeah. all the other times where she Chris-Monsante's it And decides to just <laughs> dip her toes back in A little bit and see how it goes Yeah um, Yeah uh, I I would almost want to make a prediction about like Adrian And Roe but I kind of don't really know Where they're going with them at all uh, it, it felt like like AJ Ooh. with the stuff at the party they were trying to Like push into him getting involved in mob stuff Like him doing crimes And being like yeah I can be uh, appeal of this but I don't, I, so. I don't think That they're going to keep pushing in that direction I think that was just a one Time thing with that party Yeah um,
1: well there was also A time they like threw the chairs into the school Pool and whatever you know that's just Teenage yeah, stuff. It was peer pressure Yeah it's just
2: yeah. being teenagers and you know They got their PP identified
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> I still love that he fell for that Fucking dope, Uh, Uh, but
0: yeah, uh, I I think that's pretty much
2: it for my predictions. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think of like what other characters there are really I could try and make a prediction about. I don't know,
0: I think we're
2: going to get more dream sequences.
1: No, you think.
2: I, I know that we will uh, Because again part of looking up some stuff The other night was uh, With people questioning whether Adriana actually died Part of that was that she had signed on For the sixth season And so oh, like my initial okay. impression was Okay well then she shows up in dreams Because yes. that has happened to numerous other killed characters
1: Even when it's like so. for half a second Like that, dream, that one dream yeah. Tony has when they're in the car Like Richie April is there and again It's just like one second literally And that's yeah. it
2: Here's the back of Joey Pants's head. Yeah, he's bald. That's so how you know it's Joey Pants, because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only way to tell Is Joey Pants is if he shows up and he doesn't have any hair on his head. Oh mm-hmm. uh, God. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm excited to start this last season. Me so too. I will. I will have it done by the end of the week.
1: <laughs> Again, it's it's basically two seasons length. Like they aren't super yeah. short, like you yeah. would think.
2: Well, look at how long it took me to get through two seasons. Resident Evil 8 came out, and then I we recorded one podcast, and by the second one, I was done.
1: So well, that's your problem.
2: Yeah, I will probably slow down a bit on it, because uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne HD is oh. coming out, and I had fully intended for my background thing for that game. So, like, I try to not watch shows like The Sopranos when I'm, I'm playing games. I just really not... Way into the Sopranos um, But like When mopping up trophies and stuff like that Like I've already played the story of the game And so I like to have something else on in the background um,
1: that, with man, That's what Star and... Trek's for Like that's what you should have been doing
2: i have to finish the sopranos to get to it though that's no, part of don't. watching the sopranos no, i don't. need to finish the sopranos so i can no. get to star trek no you need uh, to that watch... fucking 186 episode long bullshit no. that i decided
1: yes. and here's the thing <laughs> god though damn it now you're just gonna uh-huh. have 180 episodes in a row of of star trek <laughs> Oh god instead you, know you could have wor- just kind of like watched some of it then watch some sopranos you know have a nice break from it
2: you know what's going to be the worst I'm going to finish Star Trek, and on the last episode, Betty White's going to die.
1: <laughs> the last episode of the show? Yeah. She shows up. I'll get to, like, it's like I'll get to like episode things, of... <laughs> it's talking about Betty
2: White. That's right. No, I, I finish at the last episode of the show, I get on Twitter, and Betty White's going to be trending, and that bitch is finally going to be dead. Mm, bitch. God. That bitch, Betty White. <laughs> Ethan. Um... Yeah, I uh, oh God, yeah. With Nocturne, I want to go back to listening to Love Line because when I first played that game, that's what I listened to a lot. So uh I'm gonna, you know, yeah, yeah, dip my mean, toes back in there. I got Listen to of... Adam Croll and Doctor Drew before they became inseparable nitwits.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got plenty of that ahead of me. Plus, actually, I've been listening to uh, Attitude Era podcasts while I've been playing World of Warcraft. The um, mm. the pre patch for Burning Crusade Classic. Is going up now actually Like it is in maintenance mode to apply that now Um So interested to see like What exactly that entails If that includes like the XP Nerf because when Burning Crusade Came out they reduced the XP requirements to level up by Quite a bit which is good (laughs) Because
0: Mm.
1: the later Levels in Vanilla WoW Were kind of crazy Um with how long They took so
0: Oh, That'll be it's good
2: a good. Uh, good podcast game. Yes it is. Yeah. Well, my smelly valentine. Do we do a retro corner or <sighs> do we just skip it this week cuz this has already been a lot. Yeah, it's uh, already talking about been an Resident hour and a half, Speranos. Yeah, yeah so. I, I think I think that's it for this week then we'll we'll do a retro corner next that
1: week way, that way, if someone had no interest in either of the others, you know they're not missing anything.
2: <laughs> they wouldn't have had to sit through an hour and a half to get to me talking about beyond oasis. oh boy, <laughs> so yeah, so we'll we'll Nobody's save that for... enjoy that <laughs> well, it's mostly going to be me shitting on beyond oasis. I don't like that game, not yeah, me either anyway uh we'll we'll revisit that, and maybe even the um. Why do I want to say Elviento? That's not what it is. Vallas. I want to talk about the Vallas games too. We'll maybe get to that next week. Who all knows? The young,
1: all the young girls love Vallis.
2: <laughs> and all the old men love Vallas too, Larry.
1: <laughs> For different reasons.
2: Oh, no. Eventually they knew exactly what audience they were appealing to. Yeah. They, they figured it out eventually.
0: Yeah.
1: Good. Goodbye, dinosaurs. Goodbye, dinosaurs, as Heisenberg would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.